This evening is December 27th, and I was inspired because today in the Christian calendar is the Feast of St. John, Apostle and Evangelist. And St. John had a unique relationship with Jesus. He was called the Beloved Disciple. He was part of the inner circle of disciples who saw the Transfiguration and other miracles. Uh, John was the one who took the Virgin Mary in after Jesus' death, took care of her, and apparently he also was the first disciple to understand the meaning of the empty tomb after the resurrection. And so there's one instant that kind of stands out. Um, This is given in the 21st chapter of John. Jesus asks Peter three times, Peter, do you love me? Yes, feed my lambs, and then asks him again, and then asks him again. And so the third time, Jesus said to Peter, Feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you girded yourself and walked where you would. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish to go. This Jesus said to show by what death Peter was to glorify God. And after Jesus And after this, Jesus said to Peter, follow me. Peter turned and saw following them the disciple whom Jesus loved, namely John. When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? Follow me. And it's one of those moments where Jesus really pulls a kind of Zen move in a way, you know, like what... What, whatever happens to this other person shouldn't matter to you. Mm. But it, it highlights this unique relationship that he, he has with John. And so it got me, and another way to say it would be that he has a special relationship with John. And so it got me thinking about the word unique and the word special and what they mean in spiritual life. And so I would say that Really, all human beings are unique. And in fact, we're unique in more ways than we understand. And really, it, it's by pursuing our individuality that we unfold some of the deeper ways in which we're unique. And at the same time, it's also true we have more in common with each other than we understand. And I think it's one of the paradoxes of life, actually. Sometimes the things where we think we have the most in common with other people is something where we're unique. And sometimes the things where we feel most unique and lonely, and I'm the only one going through this, is where we have the most in common with other people, you know? So there's kind of a paradox there. Um, But I would say unique is, is something essential to what it means to be a human individual. And it's very different from this word special. The word special is is fascinating. First of all, it's not always a compliment. I mean, it can be an insult as much as a compliment. It's a it's a very peculiar word that way. Um, special is really a quality of um, how can I say? In early childhood, an adult essentially makes a toddler feel special. It's the job of the parent to give that child a lot of attention 
and the child receives a lot of attention and there's something special about receiving that attention. Um, and sometimes when children are older, they still want to feel special, you know, and sometimes even as people move into young adulthood and adulthood, they want to find that, spe- that other special someone who's going to make me feel special. And special is an odd word because it's a word that inevitably implies separation. It inevitably implies I'm special that separates me out from other people in some way. And really all the wisdom traditions, Christianity, Buddhism, all the wisdom traditions talk about how we find our deepest meaning in love and connection, not in separating ourselves from others. Um, And so there's actually something quite suspect from from a spiritual point of view about this word special and about wanting to be special, about wanting to look at my life in some special terms. You know, there's a there's a wonderful book by I think it's uh, Charlotte Joko Beck, and it's just entitled Nothing Special Living Zen. The whole idea that if when you're truly Zen, nothing at all is special. Um, and a word kind of related to these themes, ironically, is the word humility. And, you know, it's funny, in, in American culture, uh, so many people wrestle with toxic shame, and I think that distorts the way we, un- we understand the word humility. We think humility means I make myself less than everyone else. But humility, it comes from the Latin humus, ground. Humility really means putting myself on the ground, on the same level with everyone else, eye to eye with everybody else. If I'm, making, if I'm walking around thinking that I have to be better than everyone else or that I have to be below everyone else, in either way, I'm making myself special. I'm separating myself out from everyone else. But when I put myself on the ground, I'm eye to eye with everyone else. So true humility actually sets me up for connection, whereas false humility separates me out in some way. I have to be below everyone else, so I can't connect with everyone. Um, and so it's actually, it's a very interesting question. You know, so there are a lot of interesting questions, actually. First of all, you know, what are the deeper ways that I'm unique? And what are the ways that I need to unfold my individuality in, it, in its own unique direction? What are the deeper ways that I have commonality with others? Those, those are complementary uh, reflections. What are the ways that I, I cling to needing to be special in some way, needing to be different and special in some way? Um, And what is my relationship to humility? All of these are important questions. So I'll read through the quote sheet. On the quote sheet, I have the quote from the Gospel of John. And then this wonderful quote, it's attributed to the Buddha. You can search through the entire universe for someone who is more deserving of love and affection than you you are yourself, and that person is not to be found anywhere. You yourself, as much as anybody else in the entire universe, deserve love and affection. From St. Augustine, humility is the foundation of all the other virtues. Hence, in the soul in which this virtue does not exist, 
There cannot be any other virtue except in mere appearance. Ralph Waldo Emerson says, The great man is always willing to be little. Ernest Hemingway says, There's nothing noble in being superior to your fellow man. True nobility is being superior to your former self. Margaret Mead says, Remember that you are absolutely unique, just like everyone else. Judy Garland says, Always be a first-rate version of yourself instead of a second-rate version of someone else. There are a lot of quotes from actors and actresses on on this topic. Jane Fonda says, The most incredible beauty and the most satisfying way of life comes from affirming your own uniqueness. The writer H. Jackson Brown Jr. says, Every person that you meet knows something you don't. Learn from them. Deepak Chopra says, each of us is a unique strand in the intricate web of life and here to make a contribution. Victoria Morin says, if you celebrate your differentness, the world will too. It believes exactly what you tell it. Through the words you use to describe yourself, the actions you take to care for yourself, the choices you make to express the wealth yourself. Tell the world you are a one-of-a-kind creation who came here to experience wonder and spread joy. Expect to be accommodated. Rick Warren says, Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Jodie Foster said, Normal is not something to aspire to. It's something to get away from. And that, that's very interesting, especially conformity to, to mass values really, really affirms nobody's individuality. Bethany Frankel says, when you embrace your, dis- your difference, your DNA, your look or heritage or religion or your unusual name, that's when you start to shine. Amy Lee Mercury says, every single person is sacred. Sacred means special, precious, a treasure of true beauty. That means you. Emma Stone says, What sets you apart can sometimes feel like a burden, and it's not. And a lot of the time, it's what makes you great. Michael Bassey Johnson said, If you really want to be different, you better be quiet and be a good person on the inside. That one is deep. Mm-hmm. Shannon Alder says, being different is a revolving door in your life where secure people enter and insecure exit. And Bobby Summer says, having a low opinion of yourself is not modesty, it's self-destruction. Holding your uniqueness in high regard is not egotism, it's a necessary precondition to happiness and success. <laughs>